All right, I'm going to be reading from Psalm 131. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we can gather this morning and we can learn and be encouraged and, and be challenged, rebuked and trained by your word, trained for righteousness. So help me, Father, to be clear and understood as I look at Psalm 131. And as we are encouraged by it, I pray that the congregation will examine their hearts and, and to allow your word to, to cut through the heart and, and conquer the sins and the, and the weaknesses that are there. Father, be merciful, be gracious to us. Thank you again, we have your word. Thank you, it's not there to entertain us, but there to, to, to correct us and to train us in righteousness. Thank you that it's God-breathed and it's profitable. Father, we just want to thank you for your son, Jesus, and thank you for the Holy Spirit who lives in us and helps us to understand the scriptures, who illuminates the scriptures and teaches us the truth. Thank you for this, Father. Pray and ask this all in. In Jesus' name, Amen. I thought that this morning being New Year's Day, and we know what everybody does on New Year's Day, they make resolutions. So I thought, I want to encourage us this is a beautiful psalm. It's a lovely psalm to encourage us to have a humble faith and calm confidence in God and to hope in God. And that's what I want to look at. I want to encourage us to hope in God. Because as we go into 2023, your hope should be in God if you call yourself a Christian. But if we look generally, our hope is either going to be in God or our hope will be in ourselves. But it can't be in ourselves. Otherwise, we're still walking dead in our sins. If our hope is in ourselves, then we're going to rely on the worldly things. We're going to rely on the world's wisdom. We're going to rely on different philosophies, different worldviews. We might even believe in the power of positive thinking. And we're going to look at horoscopes and hopefully there's something great there for us. Or we're going to rely on our possessions and material things. Now, those things can get you through life. They can help people. But the sad thing is, they're building their life on sand. When you look at the world, and you look at the world's wisdom, you're building your life on sand. It's not solid. And when Jesus returns one day to judge the world, you will fall. But if your life and your hope is in God, and His Word, His promises, and His truth... Then you're building on a rock. And it's solid rock. It's not perfect. You will stumble and fall, but you're building your life on a solid rock. And when Jesus returns to judge the world, because your hope is built on Jesus alone, on, on a rock, we remain standing. And you know about the, the foolish man and the wise man, the one that built his house on the sand, the one that built his house on the rock. Everything was identical except the one trusted in the worldly things and the other one trusted in God. God was his rock. And this is what Psalm 62, 67 says. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. 
I shall not be shaken. And God rests my salvation and my glory, my mighty rock. My refuge is God. Beautiful words. My refuge is God, my mighty rock. That's what we need to do is build our lives on God's word so we will not be shaken completely. We will be shaken. But if God is in our lives and we're building on his rock and his word, then we can hope in God. Now the word hope is not how the world uses it. We hope that today is going to be a cooler day. Or we hope that load shedding is going to go away. Or we hope this year will be a better year. That's not the hope that I'm looking for. The hope here in, in, in the Bible rests on something permanent. It's anchored in God himself and his word. It's anchored in the promises of scripture. It's true and lasting hope that is made known to us in the sacred scriptures. Paul affirms this in Romans chapter 15 verse 4. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. Did you hear that? So that through the perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. And it's a future hope. It's a, it's a beautiful hope. Scripture gives us hope to be spiritually strong and spiritually courageous as we walk in this fallen world. Especially when we see what's going on around us. That what sin brings about. There's war, there's murder, there's corruption, there's lying, there's terrorism. But Scripture gives us hope through all these problems. Hope for faithful endurance or faithful perseverance in this world. But like I said, true and lasting hope can only be found in one person, and that's God himself. We have to find hope in God himself. Then we can find hope in his word. And he's the source of our hope. True hope, to give us hope in this world. God has given us hope. His word says, and this is what his word said to the Israelites. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for calamity. To give you a future and a hope. That's from Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Jeremiah has got a word from God and he's given the Israelites hope. By saying, you're in exile, you're in Babylon, but God is your future and your hope. Even though you're in calamity, even though you're in exile. And the hope is that after 70 years of exile, they will return to the promised land. And God is our hope as well, as we walk in this fallen world, to hope in the new heavens and new earth, in the promised land to come. So as we experience calamity in this world, as we experience pain and suffering, God our Father, through the Son, Jesus Christ, is working out His plan for our lives and for our future as we hope in Christ. Romans 8, 28 says, 
And we know that to those who love God, all things work together for the good of those who are called according to His purpose. There's hope in that. There's hope in what God has written and said to us in the sacred scriptures. That's where God has made Himself known. So this morning, I would like to encourage us. And we'll probably look at one thing this morning from Psalm 131, verses 1 to 3. For our hope to be in God. And I want to encourage us to, to look to God and put our hope in God as we walk with God in this, in this fallen world. I don't know what's going on in your hearts, in your life, but if there's, if there's tragedy, if there's sadness, if there's pain or if there's suffering, then your hope can be in God to help you through what you're going through. And we don't know what 2023 is going to bring. We don't know how it's going to end. Hopefully not in darkness. But we need to be encouraged by this psalm for our hope to be in God. And the first thing I want to look at from Psalm 131 for our hope to be in God is we must turn off the noise in our hearts. And that's not easy. If you read in the psalm, David writes there, O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. And David is a man after God's own heart. And, and, and he's the author of the psalm. And, and because he's not caught up in things too great for him, there is a quietness that comes with that. He's not noisy inside. He's not a busy, busy, busy chasing after the things of the world. Someone said, and it's a beautiful quote, it's just a simple quote. Being busy, trying to accomplish things beyond one's abilities is foolish. When we step out there and we think we're going to conquer the world, or we step out there and we think we're going to do this, we start bringing stress and noise to our hearts. David's not chasing after the wind. He's not obsessed with anything. The pressures from the outside do not consume him. Failure and despair do not haunt him here. Anxiety is not causing him to free fall. What he's experienced in this psalm is a quietness inside his heart. Are we quiet inside our hearts? Are our hearts, I don't know if you watch rugby or if you just watch the, the world soccer and you hear all that noise in that stadium. Are our hearts like that, that buzz that's going on, that noise that is going on? Where does this noise come from? How does it get there? Well, when we are focused more on the world, the earthly things, than on the heavenly things. When we are focused on our jobs, our salaries, our possessions, our homes, our favorite TV programs, or we play with our gadgets, always on our phones, relying on these things for success, happiness, and hope. There's nothing wrong with having these things. Please, I'm not saying you can't use, get, play with gadgets or you can't do things, but do you put your hope in them? And if your hope is in them, then your heart is going to be noisy. It's going to stir you up. They're going to be preoccupied. They become irritable, wary. And there's just hopelessness around us. 
and we will be restless. In one sense, you can understand the unbeliever being restless. I think it was Augustine that said, Thou hast made us for thyself, O Lord. And our heart is restless until it finds rest in thee. You cannot find rest in anything else but in God alone. He comes in and he takes over that noisy heart, that restlessness. And we find rest in him. And it's, and it's, and it's, and it's beautiful rest. There's peace. And there might be some unbelievers that walk around saying, I am at rest and at peace. But we find that when people face death, and death is staring you in the face, that's where most noise comes from. Death is real. Death is not something, ah, it's going to happen to me in 5 years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, or when I get to the ripe old age of 80, 90. Our life is a vapour. We're here today, we're gone tomorrow. Live like it's our last day. The entire pagan world is without hope and without God, Ephesians 2.12 says. I was once living without hope in God, thinking that the world is my hope and the things I have. But as Christians, the question is, will our hearts get noisy? You've got the unbeliever who has a noisy heart and they can use different worldviews and they can use different means to quieten their heart. But again, they're building it on the sand. And when Jesus comes to judge, they fall. But what about the Christian? Could the, should the Christian's heart be noisy inside? I have to say yes. But the question is, what are you going to do about it? God brings suffering and pain into our lives to unsettle us because we can get comfortable and complacent and God will bring trials and suffering to test us and with suffering and pain comes noise stress our minds start turning our hearts start running and our hearts will get noisy but if we've been raised up with Christ and we've been crucified with Christ who lives in us there is hope in him because we can turn to Jesus. He's the one that said, come to me all you are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. There's hope in that. I'm gentle and humble in heart. Those are beautiful words. Come yoke with me. Come learn from me. Come learn to be quiet inside me. Then you go back to the story of Martha and Mary. Martha was a busybody. Martha was busy. But Mary did the right thing. She came and sat at the feet of Jesus to find time to listen to him and still our heart before him. Our hearts will get noisy inside. We do not know what tomorrow brings. That's why we mustn't worry so much about tomorrow. We shouldn't worry about tomorrow. We should live today and trust God's grace and the Holy Spirit's wisdom for today. But we must learn to sit at Jesus' feet. What does it mean to sit at Jesus' feet? Well, find some time to open up the Gospels. Find some time to open up God's Word so it can minister to our hearts. So that the Scriptures can do their work in our hearts. The Holy Spirit can take Scripture and, and quieten our hearts. 
There's a beautiful passage in Isaiah. Isaiah 41.10 Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. There is hope in God. Fear not. And we need to turn to the Bible. We need to turn to the Scripture so the Holy Spirit can, can teach us the truth. So we can quieten our hearts. And it all starts with our relationship with God and His Son, Jesus. If we're in a strong relationship in God, we will want to go to the Scriptures and we will want to learn about Jesus and, and, and then put what we learn into, into being, doing, being a doer of God's Word. But none of this is easy. We need to pray for one another. We, do, we need to help each other. We need to encourage each other to find the time to yoke with Jesus and learn from Him. We've been working through the book of Daniel and I, I just can't stop thinking of Daniel when he was thrown into the lion's den. He should have been anxious. He should have been restless. He should have been scared. But he wasn't. There's nothing there of that. There's nothing written in God's Word how Daniel was. And, it, and he wasn't, he didn't fear man because his hope was in God. His heart was calm and at peace. But listen to what Daniel writes about the king. Then the king went to his palace, the comfort of his home, and spent the night fasting. No diversions were brought to him, no company, and sleep fled from him. Restless, he tossed and turned on his bed. Daniel should be the restless one. Daniel should be the one putting his heels in and pulling back, not wanting to be thrown into the lion's den. But Daniel's hope was in God to deliver him from death or through death. <clears throat> Our hearts will get noisy. But we have a choice. Either we go to God and we allow Him to quieten our hearts, <clears throat> excuse me, so we walk in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so we can bear fruit, or we will keep trampling Christ underfoot and ignore Him. We will find excuses for our sin because we allow that noise to continue in our hearts. We need to do something by that noise. We need to find God's Word and we need to read it and allow it to calm us. But life is real. Tragedies are real. Suffering is real. And God brings that into our lives because it tells us we need help. But will you turn to God alone for help? And put your hope in Him? Or do we turn to the worldly things and put our hope in Him? You've heard me read from Proverbs a few times. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. It will help get rid of that noise. 
be still before the presence of the Lord. That's what we need to learn. Come before the presence of God and be still. And allow God to minister to you through the Holy Scriptures. But let's be reminded, if we continue to allow that noisy heart to continue to have its own way, God will chastise us. God will discipline us. Just like a father disciplines his son, so God will discipline us. And it will be painful at times. Because God is teaching us. Blessings come through suffering and pain. God wants to, to teach us how to trust Him. He'll test us like He tested the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years to see what was in their heart. So will we listen to God? Will we listen to His Word? Will we put our hope in Him? This first thing from Psalm 131 to encourage us to hope in God to turn off the noise is such an encouragement. God's grace is sufficient for our lives. Christ is sufficient. But will we humble ourselves? Will we be challenged to humble ourselves and embrace Christ Jesus who became humble and crucified? He died on the cross to forgive our sins, but he died to bring us to his Father. He died to give us his Spirit. He died so that God would become on the throne of our hearts and sit there and help us. We need His grace, not to save us, but His grace to instruct us. And God's grace will teach us through any circumstance we go through. It will quieten our hearts. Lord willing, next week we'll look at our, our second thing to help us, to encourage us to hope in God. And our second thing is we need to draw near to God. But let us look at this first thing. Let us look to God. Let us trust in God. And let us put our hope in God. But we can only do that if we quieten the noise in our hearts. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the sacred scriptures. Thank you that we have your word to, to teach us your truth. But we have your, have your word to comfort us, to, to encourage us. You are the God of all comfort and you want to encourage us and help us in our time of need. You want to quieten that noise in our hearts so we can walk with you, we can love you and we can walk humbly with you. That's what you require of us. Help us, Father. And forgive us, Father, when we, when we turn our back on you. Forgive us when we, when we don't trust in you when we lean on our own understanding. Please forgive us. But help us, Father. Give us the wisdom. Every day we need to wake up and ask for wisdom to endure the struggles and what comes our way in this world. We know our fight is against Satan and it's against the flesh and this world. And we know, Father, you will test us in this world as well to see if we love you with all our heart, soul, mind and strength. The Father, please, be merciful, be gracious to us. Comfort us. Help us. We need your grace. We need your help. Pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.